Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our sermon series entitled 40 Days of Prayer. This series focuses on learning to pray with more confidence and greater faith than ever before. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select contact us, and send us an email. Well, good morning. Welcome to the second week in our series, 40 Days of Prayer. Um, this morning, I just want to start off talking a little bit about how we uh, have some strange ideas about prayer. So let me ask you this. How many on your cell phones get those emergency alerts? You know, yeah, you get that. It's like out of the blue. It's like, I didn't even know I signed up for that. But, uh, but somehow, you know, uh, you get that alert. I, I remember when we had heavy rains, not last week, but one time before, it's like emergency flooding. It was like, well, I don't live in a floodplain, so I guess I'm okay. So imagine, imagine one day you get an emergency alert that says uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles are on their way toward where you are. That happened yesterday in Hawaii. It was a false alert. Now, um, I, I suspect, and it took almost 45 minutes for them to, uh, uh, to issue that it was a false alert. But I, I can imagine that in that 45 minutes, there were people who never prayed who were praying. <laughs> don't, don't you? Uh, because, you, you know, it's good that we pray we're in a crisis, but some of us just look at prayer as uh, something that we do in emergencies. Only in emergencies, you know, and, and I've been there. You know, I remember in college, the night before the test for which I had not studied any for. Yeah, I was, I was sending up prayers, you know, just to pass that test. Um, so, so we've all been there, but and sometimes that's how we look at prayer. Uh, an, another way that we look at prayer that's really uh, not that great is we sort of look at it as a magical incantation. You know, if I say the exact specific words, maybe even with the right inflection, uh, you, you know, God will grant me um, my wish. Yeah, not my prayer, my wish. Um, you, you know, we sort of uh, look at God sort of like, you know, he's a genie in the bottle. If we, if we uh, rub the magic lamp the right way, the genie will come out and give you your wishes. Some of us um, look at prayer as, you know, twisting God's arm. You know, come on, God, give it to me. And some of us have this idea that, that, you know, uh, we grew up and we were taught that, you know, prayer is something you do when you need forgiveness. It's, uh, it's penance, something that you do, you know, you have to do. But all those aside, because those aren't the correct way to, to look at, at prayer, this morning I want to look at four foundational truths about what prayer is, and it comes all straight out of Scripture. So here's the first point that, that I want you to write down. God loves for us to talk to him. God loves for us to talk to him. He loves for us to talk to him about uh, ourselves because he's interested in us. Yes, he wants us to talk about other things, but he wants to know what's on your heart and your mind. He desires to know what's going on in your life. He's interested in what you're interested in because guess what? He created you with those interests. He knows what you're interested in because he created you that way. God loves to talk with his children. So 
look at this verse from Psalm 103. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. God loves us. He's our heavenly father. He desires to communicate with us. Just like when you were a child, when you were an infant, your parents loved to communicate with you from infancy all the way up to adulthood. Now you need to know that God's compassion for us is there regardless if we communicate with him or not. Think that one through. When you were born, you couldn't speak. Your parents loved you. They loved you more than they probably thought they could ever love another person. But you couldn't communicate with them. So God loves you even when you, you can't communicate with you. Now, you look, I know every Sunday when we gather here, there are people at many different places along their journey with Christ. I know there are people who are seeking to know about God and know if this is real, if prayer is real, if Jesus is real. And I know there are people who, who have come to faith in Jesus Christ and they've been walking with him steadfastly for 30 years. Uh, you, you know, so I recognize that. But this morning, just for a moment here, I, I would love to, to share with you some things, particularly for those folks who, who are not very far along in their journey with God and with prayer. So I've said this already. God loves to communicate with you. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you some words that, that Pastor Rick Warren wrote. He says, um, God longs for the day that you talk to him. Talk to him about what's important to you and what's not important to you, but talk to him. God desires for that. And he goes on, he says, you know, learning to pray is like learning any other language. You know, when, we, when you learn to speak the language that you grew up with, you learned it primarily through your parents. You listened to what they said, and somewhere along the way, you said your first word. You know what? Your mom and dad were so excited. Um, but you learned to speak from listening to them. And, and you learned to say other things by listening to the people around you as you got older. And, you know, somewhere along the way, you probably said something incorrectly and you figured it out. I can remember as a kid, you know, reading something and then having to read it out loud in front of the class. And I, and I, I read it wrong and everybody in the class knew it but me. And so everybody laughed. So, I, you know, I still remember that, you know, some 40, some 45, some years later. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a process, quite honestly, uh, of, of growing to understand not only the language that we grew up with, but also how to communicate with God. You know, we learn when we're around other people who pray. So if you're new to prayer or you're not sure, I, I would encourage you to join one of our life groups because at some time during that life group gathering, you're going to spend some time in prayer. And so if you're not quite sure how to pray out loud, you can just listen to the other people. But I challenge you to sometime do it. Do it because God wants you to pray with your brothers and sisters and he wants you to pray with him. And you're going to learn how to pray when you're with other people. Now, think this through about learning. You know, I don't think we ever stop learning. 
I don't think we ever stop learning how to communicate with our Heavenly Father. I just think about this. You know, when, when I moved to Connecticut, I still remember calling somebody and saying, yeah, I'm on uh, Route 91 in Southington. Uh, I didn't know it was pronounced Southington. Uh, you know, or, or when I went to uh, Massachusetts, I said, yeah, I'm going to Leominster or, or Worcester. You know, I had to learn the pronunciations of those places. So as we grow in life, we learn. But as we grow in our relationship with God, we learn. And we never stop learning. We grow in that relationship and God desires for us to communicate with him because he wants us to talk to him. He loves for us to talk to him. Listen to what John writes. He says, we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he gives us what we ask for. What does that tell us? God hears us. He listens to us. That means you can talk to him about anything that's going on in your life. You see, prayer is a conversation. You can talk and you can listen to God. When you read the Bible, God's speaking to you. And when you think about what you've read, God through the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. This is so important in our relationship with God because here, here's what prayer is all about. It's about that relationship. It's about you knowing your heavenly father about you knowing that he loves you and that he cares for you and, and desires for uh, you to be in a relationship with him. So, you know, let me say this. If prayer is boring to you, it's probably because you don't understand the point of it. And the point of it is being in a relationship. Um, if, if you feel uh, like it's a duty or that you have to do it, or you feel guilty when you don't do it, you haven't understood. It's, it's about talking to God, which is a privilege that he grants all of us. And he wants to hear what's on your heart and mind. So I would say this, you know, if you're young in your faith, talk to him about what's on your heart. But I will tell you this, and those of you who are further along the way, know that the longer you believe in Jesus and follow him and study the Bible and, and grow and, and go through uh, uh, the Bible, your desires and passions in this world begin to, to be, become to embrace God's desires and passions for this world and for this kingdom. And so, you know, I would tell you that it's great to pray about what's ever on your heart, what's personally on your heart, but also what as a follower of Jesus is on your heart because God wants to hear that. He loves to talk to you. Here's the second truth that you need to know. God listens to our sincere and simple prayers. So what do I mean by that? Uh, we don't have to have some kind of special vocabulary. Uh, your prayers don't have to be ornate. They don't have to be long-winded. You don't have to explain things to God because guess what? God already knows it. He's all-knowing. Just tell him what's on your heart sincerely and simply. Jesus told his disciples about prayer. In the Gospel of Matthew, he spoke to them specifically how to pray and how not to pray. So let's turn to that. Matthew chapter 6. He says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. 
But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't go on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So there, there's so much in there. I mean, let, let me just qualify this. He knows what you need before you ask him uh, because he's all-knowing. But because prayer is a relationship, you need to ask. You need to talk to him. You need to build that relationship. So let me go back. You, you know, Jesus talks about the hypocrites. More than likely, Jesus was probably talking about the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Because uh, at a different point in Scripture, he basically calls them out. He, he tells the, the story about two people who go up to pray. One is a Pharisee. One is a tax collector. Okay, one's a, the religious righteous person and one is the unreligious, unrighteous person. Let me just show you the prayers that are recorded in Scripture by those two different individuals. The Pharisee prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector, for I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. And he goes on and on. And then the tax collector beats his breast and says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Simple and sincere. Not arrogant, not boastful, not trying to, to show off in public, but just simple and sincere. Clearly two different attitudes. You know, God just wants you to, to come and, and just say what you feel, what's going on, and speak to him. The book of Hebrews says this, let us come near to God with a sincere heart and sure faith. So he wants you to come to him genuinely and in confidence, in confidence that he's going to hear. So two truths. God loves for us to talk to him, and God listens to our sincere and simple prayers. Let's look at the third truth. God likes to be gracious and answer our prayers. God likes to be gracious and answer our prayers. So when you read through the scripture, somebody once told me there's over 20 places in the New Testament that says God answers prayers. You see it over and over. There are these promises that God answers our prayers. Now, let's me be honest. I know for some of us, this can be a very frustrating topic because uh, we pray and we don't feel like God answers our prayers. And we feel frustrated. We feel let down. We even feel angry at God. Pastor Rick Warren asked a very insightful question. He says, do any of you know any parent in the entire world that gives a child everything that child asks for? Of course not. They would ruin that child. And there are dozens and dozens of reasons why you don't give a child everything that they ask for. And guess what? There are dozens and dozens of reasons why God wouldn't give us everything that we ask for. You may not understand, but that's okay because you're not God. Sometimes God says no to us for 
correction. He wants to correct us. He, he desires for us to get back on the right course. Sometimes God says no to us because he wants to grow us up in our character. Sometimes he says no for us because he wants us to, to do some self-introspection and, and really see what we're praying about and, and what we're asking about. What do we call a child that gets everything they ask for? Spoiled. Yeah. God loves us so much. He's not going to spoil us. He's not going to give us everything we desire. But, but here's what you need to know. God is always going to answer our prayers. He can answer it with yes. He can answer it with no. And he can answer it with not yet. Just think this through. When, when we were kids... Um, remember when you went to your parents and you asked them for something that you really, 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 really wanted and they said no? Remember how you felt? Remember how angry you were? Remember how frustrated you were? Maybe you threw a temper tantrum. You laid down on the floor and beat the floor and kicked and screamed. Or, or maybe you said, I don't love you anymore. That's what kids do in their immaturity. But you know, sometimes I see adults in their relationship with God have adult temper tantrums. I've had it with God. I don't believe that Bible. I, I don't believe in prayer. People just walk away from God because they don't get what they want as if God was, you know, the genie in the bottle. Um, some people just become cynical. Yeah, I know I should pray. Some people just, just get angry. But again, God answers our prayers. Sometimes when, when God doesn't answer our prayers, we sort of become passive and in our hearts. We don't love God anymore. It's not unlike what the temper tantrum child does when says, I don't love you anymore because you don't give me what I want. God answers prayers with yes, no, and not yet. Now, look, I get this because I've probably experienced all of those feelings. Um, but he, I also get it because when we take things to God, they aren't insignificant things. If they're not life or death, they feel like life or death to us. I mean, we are so uh, emotionally invested in the answer that we want that it's hard for us to trust that a, a good, good Heavenly Father would give us what we need. And sometimes what we need is a no or a not yet. Really, this answered prayer deals with trust. Am I going to trust that God is who he says he is and that he knows what's best for me, even though this is what I want, I'm not sure I'm going to get it or he said no. 
Listen to what the prophet uh, Jeremiah, excuse me, the prophet Jeremiah said. He said, call to me and I will answer you. This is God speaking. Call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. God wants to answer our prayers. There's nothing more than pleases him. And he answers our prayers. We just have to understand that sometimes no is an appropriate answer or not yet is an appropriate answer. A child who gets everything they ask for is a spoiled child. God says he will answer us. Jesus dealt with this too. He said in the Gospel of Matthew, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask them? You know, in in some translations it says, if you evil people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to you? The fact of the matter is, is, is our sin separates us from God, and our sin uh, is something that we have to deal with. So God recognizes us, all humanity, as sinful. And he says, if you as sinful people give good gifts to your kids, won't I give good gifts to you too? So we have to understand and trust God that he wants to bless us and give us good gifts. We just have to trust that the answer that he gives us to our prayers is the gift that is best for us. For us. If you study the Bible some, you, you know that the Apostle Paul wrote uh, a significant number of the books of the New Testament, and uh, by and far on the majority of them, over 50%. And uh, you also know that um, he had a physical ailment. Um, The Bible doesn't tell us what that ailment is, doesn't tell us what this issue is. But in the book of 2 Corinthians, he calls it my thorn in the flesh. So it was painful. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, he says, I prayed not once, not twice, but three times, and I asked God to take it away. And God's answer was, no, my grace is sufficient for you. So there's an example of an answer to prayer that wasn't what the person who prayed wanted, but what he got was encouraging. Son, my grace is sufficient for you. Now here's something else to notice about the Apostle Paul. When he wrote the letter to 2 Corinthians, it was in the first third of the the letters that he wrote. The first third third of the letters that he wrote. You never hear about the thorn in the flesh again. He wrote the book of Romans after Corinthians. That's a significant book. And you never hear about his thorn in the flesh. You know why? Because he trusted God. He trusted God with no. My grace is sufficient for you. The book of James records this scripture. You do not have because you do not ask God. So so here's what we need to understand. We trust God and we ask God and we trust his answer. We trust his answer. 
Because prayer is about a relationship. You know, look, we've all had parents. And, and you, know, uh, you know, I know some of you probably say, well, Clark, I had a lousy relationship with my parents. Uh, okay. But there were probably some, some good times. And you understand that you didn't get everything you asked for. But you asked because you had a relationship with them. God wants to have a relationship with you. And God is the best parent that you could ever have. Here's the, here's the last foundational truth. God longs to be close to us. He longs to be close to us. Did you know that? That, that God longs to be close to you, to be in a relationship with you. And the Bible says this from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. God longs to be close to you, to show you compassion. He longs. To, to, to long for something is to not have it, but to wait for it. To, I long for it. I can't wait for it to happen. So, look, I, you've all experienced a longing for the birthday party to happen at some point in your life, and you couldn't wait. So God can't wait to be gracious to us and rise up and show us compassion. People have, uh, who have close relationships communicate often, and that's what God desires for us to do. He desires for us to communicate with them oftentimes. oftentimes. In, the, in the book of 2 Peter, the apostle writes this, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but to everyone to come to repentance. He's longing for all of us to come to repentance so that we can know him and have a relationship with him. Look, look at these verses. The first verse tells us how God feels about us. This is from the prophet Hosea, who, who's speaking. God is speaking to Israel through the prophet and talking about a relationship. And he says, I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. Israel's relationship with God was, was based around this sacrificial system of worship where you brought animals and you slaughtered them and you burned the flesh of the animal as an offering to God, an act of worship. And it had become rote for Israel. It, it had become going through the motions. Hey, you know, i got to go worship this week, so you know, I'm going to go buy a goat or some pigeons or whatever it was. It's not what God wants. He wants a relationship. I want to know you more than I want burnt offerings. And James says this, come near to God and he will come near to you. Draw near to God and, and he will draw near to you. Again, prayer is all about a relationship. God desires that relationship. So I'm just going to remind you of these four truths and then I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to pray and build on that relationship with God. God loves you, and he wants to talk to you. He loves for us to talk to him. 
God listens to our simple and sincere prayers. God likes to be gracious and answer our prayers. And God longs to be close to us. So we're going to move into a time of prayer where I'm going to invite you to talk to your heavenly father. You know, Jesus called him Abba, which translates in English as dad or daddy. And so uh, if you want to talk to him that familiar, that's fine because Jesus modeled that. So I, I, I want to, during this time, give you the opportunity just to, to say, God, I, I know you love me and I want to talk to you and I want to do that regularly because I want a relationship with you. Now, for some of you, you may be saying, well, Clark, I I don't feel like I have a relationship with God, and that's okay because I'm going to tell you how to this morning. And very simply, it happens through talking to God, through prayer. So in this prayer time, I'm going to give anybody that wants to begin a relationship with God the opportunity to do that. And let me say this. The, the prayer that I'm going to give you and allow you to pray silently, there's nothing, there's nothing special about the exact wording, but it's about the intent of our hearts. And then after that prayer time, I'm going to go into some silent time for you to say, God, I want this relationship more than anything. And I want, to, I want to communicate with you because you want to communicate with me. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, as we come to this time, Lord, we recognize that you love us so much and you desire to be in a relationship with us, and that's what prayer is all about. So, so for that person or for those people who don't have a relationship with you, I'm just going to allow them to begin that today. So if that's you, you can just repeat these words back to God from the sincere and simpleness of your heart. God, I know you want to have a relationship with me. Go ahead and tell them that. I know you desire for me to know you. So God, today I'm declaring that I believe in you. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for my sins on the cross. And now I want to follow you forever as my Lord and my Savior. So keeping that uh, attitude of prayer, let's just take a few moments to tell God that we desire to go deeper in our relationship with him than we ever had before and that we want to be in constant communication with him. So go ahead and do that. Lord, thank you. Father, thank you. Dad, thank you that you hear our prayers. All of our prayers, we don't know how that works for you, but you're all knowing, so you can do that. Thank you that you hear them, and we want to draw close to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.